question number two in our new bit. Who wants to be a millionaire? That's right, kids. No more McDonald's bags for you. Oh, no. It's all above board. What do you want? Money, exotic cars, penthouse apartments, your athletic director's wife. Just say the word and ye shall receive on who wants to be a millionaire. This week's contestant, B. John Robinson of Texas. He just signed his sixth. That's right. His sixth. One, two, three, four, five, sixth. And favorite name, image, likeness deal. This one with Lamborghini. Ever heard of it? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brody Buck with the Birmingham Stallions. I play linebacker, and you're listening to Patriot Sports. Aren't you about tired of listening to sports shows with all the woke bullshit? So are we. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I am your host, a downright picturesque Saturday here in America's Dairyland. The kind of day you want to gas up the jet ski. Let that glorious mullet flow in the breeze like Kenny Powers on a contract extension. But I digress. Three of us today, and I expect to be hitting on all cylinders with Avocado John, probably fresh off a hike. I'm sure the endorphins are high. The mind is sharp. Chris is locked in over there, making sure this thing is on the tracks, boys. I feel good. As my mother used to say, spring has sprung. The leaves are blooming. The birds are singing. The raccoons are in the stands. It's all happening. Question number one, you're in the stands enjoying a ball game. When you spot a fully grown adult raccoon making its way down your aisle, do you A, fall over yourself getting out of the way of this possibly rabid animal, or B, fearlessly reach down and pick this thing up like one of your very own baby kittens? John, let's start with you. You were out in the wild. Did you encounter any any uh, megafauna? How would you react to this situation? Uh, well, you know, the first thing I think of with a raccoon is rabies. So I usually like to distance myself. But I've stumbled across deer, elk, foxes in the woods, stuff like that. And uh, usually they go their own way. So you kind of think I'm in their neck of the woods. They're just going to mosey on somewhere else. But when it's in your stands... You know, they got a little spunk and a little more fire. So I think I'd give it a little distance. It might have a screw loose. <laughs> you know, Chris, I've been told that uh, that uh, if you see an, a raccoon in a place like this, it usually <clears throat> means it's a rabbit and it's out of its mind. But you're kind of out of your mind. Would you reach down and pick this thing up? 120% I would. I knew it. Absolutely. And back in the day when they used to let us carry our pocket knives, I would have just ended that rabid raccoon right there. But now you have to take it out by its little scruff and hand it over to PETA, <laughs> let them pet it back to health. But yeah, I grab that. He's probably, got a, he's probably got a baby bottle in his mouth right now. He's in somebody's house. We're talking about the uh, the Arkansas baseball game from Friday night, I believe. You'll be able to find it on the internet. You just need, I'm sure it's the only thing that comes up when you search Arkansas baseball. There it is. <laughs> Look at that thing. I mean, this raccoon is the size of the man's torso. And he's holding it up like this is the fifth time he's done this today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely no big deal at all. 
Zero chance that raccoon has ra- rabies. That 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 raccoon. He's just healthy. a baseball fan. That's a big ass healthy see raccoon. Some dangers. What's the that's weight all? on that? That's got to be thirty pounds. It looks like it. Yeah, all of thirty pounds. That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple patrons who could not get out of there fast enough. Why? One guy fell over a whole couple rows of chairs. It, it wasn't good. This guy, no fear, no hesitation. Just reached out. He's like, this is my moment. Some people, when something like this happens, the voice in their head doesn't say, get out of here. The voice in their head says, this is my moment. (laughs) And he sees the moment. This guy is, there's a couple people I saw in his mentions asking him for interviews and so forth. So I'm not going to get to it now, but I figure in a couple weeks when the sports news cycle moves on and nobody cares anymore, that's when we ask him, hey. Why don't you come on the podcast and talk about catching raccoons? Because this guy's got other shit going on. I guarantee he's an interesting man. Question number two in our new bit. Who wants to be a millionaire? That's right, kids. No more McDonald's bags for you. Oh, no. It's all above board. What do you want? Money, exotic cars, penthouse apartments, your athletic director's wife. Just say the word and ye shall receive on who wants to be a millionaire. This week's contestant, B. John Robinson of Texas. He just signed his sixth. That's right. His sixth. One, two, three, four, five, sixth. And favorite name image likeness deal. This one with Lamborghini. Ever heard of it? He now has $800,000 in walking around money and a black Lamborghini. But that's just this deal. Bijan also has NIL deals with C4 Energy Drinks, something called Center with an E at the end, DAZONE, Cameo. I bet a lot of them have deals with Cameo. And the most beneficial of all, I think, Raising Cane's Chicken. I bet he can roll in there and get free chicken anytime he wants. We don't have one in our area, but all I hear is great things about Raising Cane's. Boosters are now pooling their money into into what they call collectives. John, what what does that mean, and what kind of nefarious shit are they about to do with these collectives? Simple answer: It's a likely a slush fund to be done. Oh, with, fantastic! To be done with, however they see fit. Oh, that's good for the sport. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you have dark money and eighteen-year-olds uh, driving Lamborghinis hopped up on C four <laughs> Energy drink on their way to a two a.m. Raising Canes run because we have Raising Canes here. That's a Haven't scenario been... you can see playing out. Yeah, and I say that jokingly, but honestly, you think you give somebody uh, some of these guys at eighteen a Lamborghini? I would say one out of five guys when they turn eighteen should would hurt themselves in a Lamborghini. And I would say four out of five guys should not have a Lamborghini. So it's it's a little bit of a, in, in reality, a, a scary proposition that this is now the case. And what's the what's the limit on that? You, you really do hope that this kid can, can handle all of this that's coming his way because we're talking about uh, the youngest you're going to be to receive that amount of stuff. <clears throat> and Lambos aren't slow. So we'll see how he handles it. Just pray no. it's safe. I didn't drive. I, I'm not a great driver right now. In fact, <laughs> just and, a, it's not, and it's not, it's not even the driving it. It's the attention that it's going to get the type mm-hmm. of people that are going to want to hang out with this kid. Everybody's going to want a piece of them. What this is, is like handing TikTok to a whole bunch of 10 year olds and then wondering why the they're all fucked up at 16 mm-hmm. to 30. So if we start handing these guys Lamborghinis, 
death after death after drug overdose after drug overdose after this dude's got all of his money stolen you know blah blah slush funds black money it's just not it's the kid is always gonna lose in this yeah. always a bunch of adults are gonna make a shit ton of money and the athletes are gonna lose and about 0.5% of them are gonna win and that's who you're gonna see and then all the rest are gonna be left it encourages hangers on. I know that just sounds weird and I'm jumping off a cliff here, but it can't, it's not going to go well. You know, yeah. yeah. And obviously that's step two, three, four, but I think we're seeing more and more. I mean, just which NFL player got arrested this week is, is just a common question. You know, these people are making tons of money and they're adults and they find themselves in precarious positions because of their, their fame and fortune and, and all that attracts it. And they have professionals around them that are, are supposed to train them. The NFL is supposed to train them. In, in college, they're not doing that. They're not even going to class. You just hope that they have some sort of support network around them that can give some guidance. Like if my 18-year-old – look, I, I, I'm not old enough to have an 18-year-old. But if my 18-year-old got a Lambo, I'd just be – I mean, I'd be there with a boot. <laughs> like you're not taking this. <laughs> yeah. You're not taking this. You can rent it out to somebody and make money off of it. Uh, but we're, you're not driving this. The latest was Jerry Judy and the details were oh. pretty shifty. Um, pretty murky on that one. No, oh, no, I read he, it. He's and honestly, it looked like uh, a high school fight where he locked his wallet or something of hers in, in a car. And it was, and I guess there was baby formula in there because the media wanted to throw in baby formula. Uh, it was one of those where like the cops really should have just been like, can you guys just figure this out and walk away? And then, you know, so. Uh, but again, like, why are you finding yourself in that position? Um, you're 23, 24, 25 years old, you know, and those things are happening after years of being in the league. What's going to happen to an 18, 19 year old with who's living the life of Richie rich. Yeah. You could just see these NFL problems happening at the, in the college ranks, you know, the, the optimist in me wants to believe that it's not going to encourage hangers on that. They're going to be able to, you know, help their smart friends. They meet in college, become entrepreneurs and launch businesses and so forth. But you know, the, there's also a percentage that's going to get in big trouble and crash these Ferraris. And I don't know how you get your arms around this thing. And, and even Dion this week came out and said, this is going to be a problem. Yeah. Neon Dion. Dion Sand Dion Sanders. <laughs> Primetime. Dion Sanders. The guy who literally drew a money sign in the batter's box when he went up to bat is saying, I think this is gonna be a problem, guys. That's when the alerts should be going off in people's heads. Yep. I saw Des Bryant promoting an NIL group, some sort of I'm not sure what it is, but it looked like a place that these kids could go to at least get some sort of leadership from guys who have been successful. I think that would, that would be the best way to curb some of this is if veteran and retired players took these guys by the hand basically and said, here, this is, here's the pitfalls. Here's what you should do. Put your money here, et cetera. You know, let's not get crazy. You haven't even signed a contract yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm interested to see what, what they dump out of the back of the truck for Arch Manning when the time comes. But that's the point. Arch Manning is going to get a bunch and, and he is represented and has been raised and has the people around him that 
he will take care of that money, be responsible, go on to the NFL and, and have a Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. That And that's who the media is going to focus mm-hmm. on. But there's a whole bunch of kids that are going to get trampled on on the they'll way. They'll be in a there. 30 for 30. That's the that's the oh, press yeah. they'll get. Um, yeah. It looks like Matt Patricia is going to be the offensive coordinator in New England. I mean, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, but his GM skills leave something to be desired. The draft, they draft like shit. And now he's going to put the the pencil ear guy in charge of the <laughs> offense. He called that play with, uh, you know, the cornerback, the pick on Russ. He called that play and he's still riding the wave of that. I'm not sure. I don't know what he did in Detroit to make people think Nothing. that he can run an offense, but he's... He avoided a scandal in Detroit is what he yep, did day one. That was, a, that was a great job doing that. It's between him and Joe Judge, the other... The failed head coaching guy from the New York Giants who is going through the Patriots car wash, which is sort of, sort of like the Alabama one mm-hmm. where you revitalize your career with a yeah, stop absolutely. over there. But I don't, we were talking with Will last night about the Patriots and I, I'm not yeah. excited about Matt Patricia and Mac Jones drawing shit up in the dirt in 2022. No. No. <laughs> Great answer, well, John. No. <laughs> you know, everybody loves to say the Patriot way and all that. And at the end of the day, the equation, half the equation of their success is gone. And that half of the equation was the greatest quarterback of all time. So I don't see it necessarily. I don't think they're going to get past the Bills. The Bills are head and shoulders above them. I, I wasn't impressed with their draft. You know, they were able to make everything work with, you know, utility white guys, to put it bluntly. And that Coach doesn't work with Mac Jones. Pale guys. Yeah. Jim Rats. Yeah. You like great players, but um, they only really work when you have an all time talent at quarterback. So I, I would I would think that the Patriots uh, aren't going to be the Patriots ever again. No, no. It's it's quite possible that we can just put a nail in that one. I saw earlier today before we came on here that the Mel the Melvin Ingrams are signing the Dolphins. The Dolphins are signing Melvin Ingram, the veteran who bounced around from Kansas City to Pittsburgh to now Miami. He would fit nicely in that in that defense with Emmanuel Ogba on the other side. They could get after the quarterback a little bit. What kind of numbers did, has he had recently? I wonder. Yeah, between seven and ten and a half sacks every year from 2015 through 2019. Well, it's 2022, so um, they <laughs> keep talking about miles. that. Three consecutive Pro Bowl seasons, guess when? 2017 through 2019. So I don't know. I always liked him, but he never really – There was there was one season – with the chargers where he really shined, but sort of been unimpressive the last couple of years. I was real excited when the Steelers got him. I thought, what a steal, but he didn't do much there either. I thought I was excited about this until I talked it out. <laughs> Not at all. What else is happening in the sports world? Sam Howell only eats chicken. I think someone should go on his Wikipedia and, change his hometown to red flag city says he's never tried a burger or steak he won't eat seafood brings his own chicken to team meals and the most egregious of all he orders chicken tenders at fine steakhouses 
I, I actually, mean, you can't draft a guy like that. No, I, and I call BS. Um, you're going to stand there in America and tell me you haven't had beef. Not once. Your entire like, life? Lies. In two decades? Out. Not once. You've never BS. been to a cookout? Anything that starts with no, never. I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't like people who work in absolutes. You can't trust them. No. Never, always, nah. No, I don't think so. Not even a casserole with beef broth. Come yeah, on. no, I gamble Get enough to know that anything can happen once. Where's he from? Once. Yeah, good question. From that dude's never ate a taco. Get He's the fuck be out of here. For the <laughs> I already hate this guy. Washington football skins. Right, John. I mean, how, I'm just thinking in my head how much stuff has yeah. beef in it. Yeah, it doesn't everything matter. good. <laughs> Every, yeah. Every yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> this kid named Griffin Dorshing. First baseman for your Oklahoma State Cowboys. He hit a home run 513 feet. I mean, this thing went over the left field uh, scoreboard. It was crazy. Does that Eric mean that he can he can hit one with a wood bat? I think too? probably. <laughs> so I think. Right? Can I ask the producer to to get to typing? I need this all framed in Kyle Schwarber's bomb against the Cardinals. What, how, how long was that? That's how I measure home runs is the Kyle Schwarber bomb that got framed or put in a glass box. And then I'll be impressed or unimpressed. Do as Brewers fans, do you have a, there's the Glen Allen Hill slam uh, from, I think the nineties or early two thousands. That was an absolute tank. And then there's a Kyle Schwarber bomb uh, from the NLDS. Do the Brewers have a, uh, measuring stick home run that they judge all other home runs by Prince Fielder hit one onto the street in Chicago once yeah, and he hit one into the river in Pittsburgh. But I know guys have done that before that Cubs one might be as long as boy. He used to kill the Cubs. Mm-hmm. I wish I was I a gambling man back then. The man had a, a 52 inch <laughs> waist and he had those saggy pants. That he- finished the bat with the head of the bat would end up on the ground behind him every time he- he Slow just swing out of his shoes. Yeah. Man, he hit an inside the park home run in Minnesota once. So Ooh. he's not that slow. I do have Schwarber's longest home run one second, and, yeah. I, and then I'll uh, I'll look up the the framed one. But his longest one was in Coors Field, mm. up into the third deck at 468 feet. Okay, that's, what, that's so that's longer a big than ass home run that came third in deck State. In Coors Stadium. Yeah, 468. What was the kid from Oklahoma State? <laughs> Jesus, that's a long home run for a college kid. All right, all right, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> Look, even John's if it like, is a metal yeah, bat, work. Like, that'll do it. Getting the right launch angle to do that is still impressive. All right. Yep, yep. And speaking of home runs, shout out to ATL Prime Sports. They're going to be paying up on that home run bet. I bet with you, Rody Teles had another one today. I don't know if it's like twenty for him. It feels like. How many does he have now? He's eight? got eight. Ooh, he's, he's got breaking. eight. Matt Olson has oh, so four. half as many. And if you and yeah, that you are good at math. <laughs> I was going to say, if you need help with math, that's half. <laughs> Speaking of the Milwaukee Brewers, there's rumors we could be going after Benintendi. Is that how you say it? Kansas City Royals outfielder. We're currently, and I checked yes. today, we're 15th in batting average. Actually, it might have changed with the game they just played. 15th in batting average, 5th in OPS, 7th in runs scored. So it's a strong offense, but 
Not a lot of consistency. Those numbers are. Can I say that it's a it is a strong offense, but it's it, it's a very understated strong offense right now. They should yeah. be much stronger. Like it should be thus the strong offense. That's what, what it. Should yeah, be. that's what it's built designed to be. That's why they were heavy favorites to win the division before the season started. And the numbers they have now are a little bit inflated by a couple ten plus run outings. So they they need some consistency and. Uh, the good thing is it's a common problem, you know, across baseball. Basically runs, home runs, everything are down. It looks like it's Milwaukee and the Mets in play for this guy. I think he'd be great for the Brewers because you can put Yelich in the outfield sometime, or you can put Yelich in DH and send him out there sometimes. You know, Yelich and and uh Kane, they like to say they like to say their back hurts and stuff once in a while. Maybe just let them DH. Send old Benintendi out there. Plus, I, I bet I could think of some great puns for Benintendi. Every time I see it, I think just think of Bettinardi, which is uh, my 54 degree wedge in golf. <laughs> Bennett, what is that? Italian, probably? Yeah. He's a decent outfielder. Actually, I had his numbers pulled up somewhere. We're stacked up with decent outfielders. What we don't have is decent outfielders mm-hmm. at bat. Right now, there we just currently the this season he's hitting 314 with a 368 on base percentage and a 123 OPS. He only has one home run so far, but he hit 17 last year as a career high of 20. So, you know, but he but he gets on the yeah, back, on he's the a base, career so 272 hitter. I'll take that. I'll take that. That sounds like uh, like an Orlando Arcia in the outfield, just a guy who can get you a clutch hit when you need it. Not necessarily going to put it over the fence, but. Boy, was Willie Adamas an upgrade there. Golly, that kid has turned out to be an what absolute animal. Defense and and in the batter that, box. Jeez. He seems like a great overall dude, too. Like I haven't seen I haven't seen one guy since he's came here that has made it to second and not hugged <laughs> Willie Adamas. Not one. One from any team. Really? It's a, there's a hug every time. Yeah, he is everybody's best friend. He's just a great guy. He's a Brewers guy. He fits. He's the well Andrew Luck clubhouse. <laughs> we got to get to a game pretty soon. <laughs> hey, how much longer before Kyler Murray just kind of catches a, a midnight private jet to Oakland and just puts on an A's hat and says, "I'm here." <laughs> you never know. You never know what goes on down there. They got no, some weird shit going nowadays. on in there. No, house. the ki- kids nowadays, but he's still under contract there. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he was the ninth overall pick. You could just yeah. say that's enough. They have him for like four or five years. Signed him for like nine million. That's how. Uh, that's how uh, Lincoln Riley got his very first raise because his quarterback made. That's more how than I'd him. play it. Actually, take this thirty million guaranteed this year they're mm-hmm. giving you, and then go play baseball. No major injuries. You got thirty mil, and now you're gonna go make baseball money. I mean, and shut up. That's the play. No harm, no foul. He's really good at it too. He's a then he's I don't have to watch player. him run like a gymnast him. about to hit a vault every Sunday <laughs> either. <laughs> it's like Mario. He kind of looks cheek. like Mario. He does. he does. That's right. He does. <laughs> every time he runs in my head, it goes. Doo, 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 There's doo, no doo, athletic doo, thing doo. that I could do better than him. And, <laughs> and I'm sitting here no, laughing at the way he no. runs. Might be able to, and then out of all that, he he can hit yeah. a baseball, which too. is reportedly the hardest thing to do. It is. <laughs> there was a where'd it go now? A Mike Leach article that I subscribed to the Athletic just so I could read it. 
The Athletic. It was basically people's impressions of him. <laughs> and uh, it's... um. Well, let me see. First disclaimer, this is a story about Washington State coach Mike Leach. Second disclaimer, while some of the details and anecdotes in this story might sound too strange to believe, the 10 former Washington State quarterbacks who all spoke to The Athletic about Leach and his QB meetings insist they are all true. Austin Apodaca, 2012-2013, it's something you really can't fabricate. All this stuff is true. You can ask any of us who have been in the room with him. They all confirm. There's some very odd Christmas cards. We would get pissed at people in the meeting room if they asked a question toward the end of the meeting. We would have we would have these fall camp meetings that went until 9.30 at night. And if there was a young freshman in there asking questions, we were all looking. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, shut up. Because we will be in here for an hour and a half more on this subject alone. Stop asking questions. Apparently, he would just keep them till all hours of the night. <laughs> we were ready to head off to dinner and then Connor made a rookie mistake and asked about an eco- the economy crash. I just remember coach Leach putting the film clicker down and saying, you know, <laughs> it's kind of a long answer, but it's worth talking about. So oh. at that point I knew we were going to be stuck in there for a while. Oh. Well, the guy just holds court wherever he's at. And if you can do that <laughs> and be long winded, Oh my gosh. I can imagine. <laughs> These guys talking about people asking questions. You could just see Luke losing his shit in the corner. Like, come on, man. I just want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, one of the great all-time personalities for sure. What a national treasure. I don't know who's weirder, him or Jim Harbaugh. He had a Cuban coffee maker that he called his Bucci. It's really, really, really strong Cuban espresso. I don't know why, but he called it Bucci. <laughs> used to walk to practice, if I recall. Our coaches would make coffee and he would get into the meetings, drink it, and be like, what the fuck is this shit? This is horse shit. <laughs> He'd tell Drew Howlingshead and be like, Drew, go make me another cup of coffee with some real shit. We would drink our coffee, dip our tobacco, and basically just tell stories for three hours. This guy sounds like the best. He had a can on him, and he had a real small dip left. He looks at me and goes, you know, Anderson, I try not to get anyone started on this stuff. But if I'm being completely honest with you, I've got a perfect starting dip for you if you want to give it a try. (laughs) That's what got me started on chewing. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> Which he only did so this kid would have it around. Oh, gosh. Oh, I, I can totally see being around dip all throughout high school and college. You know, that's actually a noble move. I've got a perfect starter here for you. If you ever want to start this addiction, uh, you're going to love it. It's the perfect pinch. Yep. Yep. There you go. You're welcome. This is the perfect dip to get you started. Man, he, I, I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised, kind of not surprised that he dips. Um, I want to know what he dips. Is it Copenhagen wintergreen? <clears throat> Is it skull? I don't know. I don't know what he strikes me as. I don't know <clears throat> what kind of man choose what kind of dip. So I don't know how to really judge him. Yeah. As far as brand, as far as brand, He's probably royalty. like a skull citrus. Something just way out of left field. <laughs> yep. Something you've never heard of. That's yeah. made in Nicaragua. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I came across this on the old Twitter feed, a bored ape NFT. The only thing I know about NFTs is they're digital and a lot of them are of monkeys smoking cigarettes. (laughs) And these things were selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know, weeks ago, a month ago, I saw a tweet stating a bored ape NFT worth $350,000 at one point just sold for $115. So I'm glad I'm nice. glad I didn't learn what those were. That was profitable for me. I do know a couple of people who made money doing it, but like, mm, I'm not computer savvy. I'm not swimming in those seas. I mean, that's just like the magic beans. You got to you got to sell it when people think it's worth something because at the end of the day, again going back to NILs and finance and my background if it's really not of value, <clears throat> then there is no point in investing in it unless you're just a, a snake oil salesman. Yeah, I'm not sure what these things have to offer other than the novelty or, you know, it's essentially a beanie baby mm-hmm. in so gift form. A, so are you more of a are you more of a commodities guy? Uh, definitely, yes. definitely all stocks and bonds, because. I know what those are. Yep. Um, a bond is a loan to the government and stocks are the present value of future cash flows discounted back at the appropriated weighted average cost of capital or the theoretical present value of the company and all of its projected earnings. So yeah, that makes sense guy. To <clears throat> and there's your finance right. 101. That's something you can put on paper. <laughs> it's something that I had to calculate and, and you do can... a million times uh, at but it's something you can see on a piece of paper and be like, I can see yeah, what we're doing Yeah, I mean, it's here. still bad. It's not like the NFT was just like, how the fuck do you it's know a how much a, baby. a monkey smoking a cigar? It's a beanie baby. Yeah, with with a stock. Right. It is what it, who I was I, just going to say, with a stock, you know, uh, the projections for this company um, are expected to rise based off economic influences, based off market influences. You know, like there's some aspect of a calculation, whether it's, like I said, there is a calculation that comes to a stock price and it's a combination of, of it's how much money it's going to make and then take out all the money that it's going to have to spend to make that money. Like that makes logical sense. And we're all pooling our money, giving it to them so that they can make that money. And then you have a board ape NFT where it's like, okay, is it an Andy Warhol? No. <laughs> like, right. and even people who bought right. Andy Warhols are like, they're just arrogant pricks in Manhattan that are just like, hey, beautiful girl, check out this Andy Warhol. That's that's its value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's its that's its inherent value. Yeah. Hey, but kudos to the kid that that drew a monkey in a cigar and made three hundred fifty thousand dollars out of yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yay yeah, for you, bro. Great, great snake oil salesman, I guess. You know, I'm, but yeah, I'm. I'm proud of those floor floor level guys who realize there's there's an idiot born every minute and hey the pet rock worked. <laughs> well, there's every there. I get like a message a day from NFT, NFT people on Twitter. Time. Like they're all over the place. Like these <laughs> NFT people. I don't even know what they're doing. They're so peddling something. They're selling <laughs> something. They're NFT. Enthusiasts. Seems like it's just money moving around. So the the concept I'm not super familiar with, but I did talk with somebody who said that that's starting to go into real estate as a better way to manage payments and stuff like that. Like if it's an NFT, yeah, the it's idea all digital, of a non the idea it, of a non fungible token is is great for contracts and stuff. Yes, I think, and, and that is the extent I've already overextended my knowledge on NFTs. I will speak <laughs> no further, but the way it was described to me makes sense for contract management. 
um, and, and things like that. But for a picture, like <laughs> there's this guy <clears throat> where I live that had his picture taken and his buddy turned it into an NFT and we just hung it up all over, which is probably illegal based off NFTs. But it was just like a fun thing we did. That's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, so, here's something you might know about cougars. This isn't a story about an amazing Friday night, though. This is a tale of one dipshit defying the odds and escaping with his life. If you ever encounter a cougar in the woods, John, don't do what this man did. He was running through the woods. Evidently, people do this for their health, not just to get away from bears. When he saw not one, but two mountain lions in the brush. I didn't know they traveled in pairs. Mm. Um, Rather than getting the hell out of there slowly and deliberately... He decides, I've always wanted to see one up close. And he said, he said into the camera that he was lucky to live to see. I was expecting, quite honestly, for them to stay in the brush and watch me go by. Yes, because apex predators will often pass on an easy 100 pounds of meat. Anyway, the cat did what cats do and investigates the thing that was just running. And it's at this point that Einstein here cuts loose with the bear spray. And sprayed them both in the face and they took off. I mean, this is one where I wouldn't be upset if the animal got the best of my fellow man. I mean, head on a swivel, dude. You're in their house. Mm-hmm. You can't be you can't be out there <clears throat> seeking out mountain lions. No. Are they eating dogs and stuff where you live? <laughs> Are they eating dogs? Um actually good question. Where was that at? That, this was in quick. Alberta, I believe. Alberta, all Canada. Alberta, all Canada. Um, okay. Good question. Um, I'd be curious because I laughed at that when you first said it. And then I recall all the times that I go hiking and you see just the token white girl with her Starbucks walking with her dog on a trail. And it's like, mm. that thing's going to get snatched up. It's 12 pounds. Um, it's, I haven't seen anything, but I'm sure that happens. I haven't stumbled across too much this hiking season. Um, but I do know what to do when a cougar comes up because I have a book called the worst case scenario where it tells you what to do if your car is on fire or you need to jump from a, uh, that's a good building into a dumpster. Pause real quick. I'll, I'll pull up the cougar, what you should do. And maybe we'll edit this out. No, this is great. We're only at 34 minutes. Your jacket. Hold on. We only got 34 minutes. We're you're supposed to open up your jacket. You're going right out the gate. Show me a dick. Measure them. You're supposed to you're supposed to get big and not turn your back on it and back away slowly. This is my guess. And yell. I bet you're supposed to yell at it the whole time. They always tell you to do that. Yeah. That'll scare it off. He just knows where all his books are. I mean, I'm more I'm more of this the guy that does the Mick Dundee. (laughs) <laughs> sort of hypnotize the the mountain lions. The worst case scenario survival handbook. Scenario, this is something every American boy should own. Oh, that's great. All right, so I think it's not under Great Escapes. It's under. Nice. It's, got, it's either Great be. Escapes, Best Defense, Leaps of Faith, we, Emergencies. Uh, police custody is worst case scenario. I would huh. like to know. Look, all of those, all of those, all of those titles. <laughs> How to deliver a baby <laughs> in a taxi cab? Okay. Apps. I can. Yeah. Page newspaper. How to escape it. a mountain lion? All right. So there's sketches. Yeah, you're supposed to open up your jacket. Oh and yeah. Make yourself as big. Make yourself really big. So check. Five steps. Do not run. Make yourself appear bigger by opening your coat wide. 
This works for both types of cougars. And then uh, <laughs> do not crouch down. If you have small children with you, pick them up. Do all you can to appear larger and back away slowly or wait until the animal moves away. Mm, just a just a standoff oh, with a cougar. Two more. Sorry. If the lion behaves aggressively, throw stones. Um, and then fight back if you are attacked. And I do oh, yeah. know if you are attacked by Pray a Pray to your god. Once you have to start throwing rocks, <clears throat> to also start praying. So I do know when you're attacked by a dog, and I'm sure it's probably the same with a lion, you, you basically forfeit up your forearm. And they bite yep. it. And then you gouge its eyes out so that it can't see. Yep. And then you can choke it. You, you shove that arm into its mouth. The su- survival book for city folk and maybe a lot of left-leaning folk. But the conservative <laughs> take out your book gun. is just draw your <laughs> yeah. firearm, aim it at the motherfucker's head and back away. And if, if yep. you got to shoot him, you got to shoot him. Yep. But try not to and, and, and move on about your merry way. That's the that's it's one step. You're gonna to need to prove to the warden that you absolutely had to do it. And but, yep, please do not let it be in danger. Yeah, but if it's your life, it's your life. You know, you do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and if yeah, it's please. if it's the <laughs> if it's in Colorado, you're gonna go to jail. Suck it up. Yeah. You didn't die. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you're gonna be you're gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I almost killed an animal yesterday, a goose. Um, as I was, oh no, as oh, I was. Those things are uh, they're aggressive. That goose probably had it coming. I'm not even mad at you. Haven't even heard the story. Not mad. (laughs) 16th green. Well, it was a par three. So I, I, (laughs) here we go. And there were geese everywhere. (laughs) Here we go. And I hit one. Um, and it's still, uh, it was in 15 feet of the the pen. It was fine. (laughs) It it hit it off the bounce. So, oh, he's going to be all right. He walked away. Still squawked at me. Bastards. Yeah, geese are no no joke. I remember one chasing my dad around at the zoo when I was a kid. That was hilarious. We made fun of him for years about that. I mean, you gotta stand your ground. It's a goose. Defend your family. What if yeah. that goose had bad intentions? Yeah, no sympathy for a, a grown geese, grown goose. <laughs> nope. Well, I've reached the bottom of my list. So what do we got on Jimmy John, Butler? John, you got you anything? Got Jimmy. Oh, that's right. Jimmy I had a Jimmy Butler, Butler thing. You're right. I had a Jimmy Butler thing. Because honestly, he had... got he got a nice little call out from Joel Embiid, who rightfully so called out his, some of his teammates after they lost unceremoniously this week to the Heat. Basically said James Harden was not the Houston James Harden. Uh, of old, and he's not that anymore. Yeah, I, which <clears throat> I appreciate him saying all that, and nobody can really say anything about it, right? And but it was kind of a muted response um, in terms of reactions. I mean, I think that speaks volumes for a guy who thinks he's going to get fifty million next year. Um, and then he also talked about losing Ben Simmons, and or I'm sorry, uh, losing Jimmy Butler, and how much of that stung. Uh, I don't love Jimmy Butler. But you've got to appreciate a guy. I think the Bulls drafted him at like 30, 31 and is, you know, a top 10 player in the league and doesn't necessarily get all the respect <clears throat> he deserves, but wills his team to Eastern Conference finals and finals. You've got to respect that. Yeah. I didn't know he played at Marquette. I knew he mm-hmm. sort of came from a rough background, but I didn't know to the extent. He, no father, homeless at 13 because his mother didn't like how he looked. I didn't know that. I knew that 
that he had been homeless. I didn't know it was that extreme. He was only the 73rd ranked shooting guard in Texas. No D1 offers. Juco guy. He faxed his letter to Marquette from McDonald's because that was where he could find a fax machine. And now the guy's first-round pick, most improved player 2015, five-time All-Star, four-time All-Defensive, two-time All-NBA, and $140 million contract. Not bad. The message there is don't make excuses. Bravo, young man. And and the thing is, he delivers. So he doesn't – I mean, he trash talks and stuff like that. Yeah. But in comparison to uh, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, look at me culture that he came just after, uh, he's part of – kind of this scrappy group um, that that came after the Banana Boat Gang that lived in the shadows of the Banana Boat Gang and, and especially for him, kind of in the shadows of Dwayne Wade coming from Marquette. Uh, he's, he's definitely a deliverer, and I think that's something that should be greatly appreciated. I, I, he kind of ran out as welcome in Chicago uh, and has done that a little bit. But, I mean, he's the guy you want on your team. Like he's the, he'll kick you in the nuts if you're not trying hard kind of guy. Like famously goes into Bulls practice, starts screaming at all the starters, joins the second team and then beats the starters with the second team and then probably, <laughs> yep. probably throws a couple dodgeballs at people and then leaves yep. and then goes home, comes back in two hours and shoots for four hours. Uh, just a like a pretty upstanding guy. And uh, I don't think he gets quite the credit he deserves, but he's starting to now. He's not the guy you want to tell, you know, I don't think I can go tonight. My no. knee's a little sore. Like, dude, I was on the street at 13 years yeah. old. You want to make excuses to me? And I think this is a great role model to have for these kids who are being told, you know, oh, you are a certain color. You're from a certain place. You have a certain look to, about you. Your your parents are this, you know, you have every reason in the world to, to ask for concessions. And, you know, it's not, it's not expected that you're going to, you know, do as well as these people. And we need to just, you know, don't make excuses. Jimmy Butler came from absolutely nothing. And there's countless stories like this. And I'm guilty of being a whiny bitch myself. Sometimes I've never encountered anything close to what this kid has gone through. Like I have no reason to complain at all. And I think more people need to look at their lives and look at the lives of others far less fortunate and understand that there's no reason to bitch. You live one time. So, you know, get up and be productive. John froze with his eyes closed for a second there. (laughs) He looked like he was on that Denver sour diesel. (laughs) No, when I, I, I've got a Cubs group chat that was blowing up and I had to check it. When I check it, sometimes my internet stops. Oh, I follow a Twitter account called, did the Cubs lose? Did the Cubs lose? <laughs> uh, well, I clicked on it, it froze, and then I clicked back. So I, I'll have to check oh. at a later date. Yes, yesterday I yesterday I know they said uh, confirmed. All right. Well, before we wrap this thing up, I will remind you that we have a golf show coming on Thursday morning. It will be right there in your podcast application. <laughs> we have a PGA Pro, no big deal. And an eight-year caddy at Aaron Hills, Adam and Smitty. They're great guys. They're going to guide you through how to evaluate and wager on these golf tournaments. I'm excited. Adam has played the course where they're playing the PGA Championship. He knows he knows where all the bugs and all the bugs live and where the squirrels bury their nuts out there. I feel like we're going to win some money. So keep an eye out for that. When you see it, subscribe. We would love that. 
Thank you, everyone, for listening. There are more and more of you all the time. We could not be more appreciative. If you enjoy this show, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever platform you're getting us on. Everything is interaction-based. That's how you climb the charts and get noticed on this thing, 192nd on Apple Top 200. No big deal. It helps a ton if you write some words in there. Honestly, it can be anything. Hey, that host guy is really funny or just incredibly smart. Or give us your best NFL prediction. It doesn't matter what you type as long as the little algorithm bots come by tonight and see text in there. It's all positive for us. You can follow us at Patriots Pod on Twitter, Patriot Sports Now on the Instagram, and Patriot Sports on Facebook. You can follow Chris on the Twitter and Instagram at PSR Producer. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PSR Host Guy. John is too cool for social media. I mean, just look at him. And Coach is too set in his ways to learn a platform other than Facebook. So that just is what it is. Until next time, be good to each other. Chris, kick that outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.